Hi, this is Anneke van Giersbergen and you are listening to Sonic Perspectives. I would like to share with you there's something on my mind. I am worried that the earth is turning to a global fire. I heard that you moved to Eindhoven uh, a while ago and mm-hmm. that the city center got a little wild during the COVID lockdown. Is, is everything okay over there? Indeed. So, yeah, there was like two weeks ago, uh, there were riots in Holland, all over Holland. But in, in Eindhoven, it was one of the worst. Um, and, you know, there's stuff going on all around the world the world is on fire it's upside down but riots in holland we never have that so that was quite um yeah it was a little bit spooky however i think it also the main thing was that it was just yeah, young guys getting mm-hmm. fed up with everything and it's just starting to started to uh create groups via whatsapp and all those socials and just, uh, you know, made dates to wreck stuff in city centers. And so um, not too scary, but still they made, I read today, they kind of wrecked stuff for like the damage was like 1 million euros of damage, you know, all over the place. It was it's horrible, but um, it lasted for three days and then, then it was over. Were you guys close to that? Yeah, well, I I live between I live close to the city centre, so I live between the city centre and the police, and the the main police station and the main hospital. Oh wow! <laughs> so there was like sirens the whole time, like, back and forth. <laughs> wow, I'm glad you guys are safe. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. I heard that you've been able to do a lot of collaborative work uh, with mm-hmm. other artists during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, um, that was a pretty cool uh, thing to do. Uh, when the the lockdown started, um, obviously, we as artists, uh, 90% of our income just, you know, dropped. And um, we needed to, I needed to, you know, uh, look for something to do that would kind of uh, keep me on my feet, you know, financially. And um, I do every once in a while I get asked for um, collaboration on somebody else's album just to sing a song, whatnot. And um, and I was thinking if I just, you know, put out a message and, and say to people like, I'm available, I'm at home, um, you can hire me for your album for a reduced uh, fee. Uh, it would be a win-win because people can, maybe also non-professional artists can, um, take the opportunity and 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 can pay for it and and I have a little bit of income so and I didn't know you know maybe people would say uh, it's a bad idea or you know I don't have the money or whatever or I'm not making an album obviously um, but a lot of people reacted on it and and a lot of really really cool songs came out of this and 
so I really had to choose. I think I did 12 of those. And so in a half a year, I did like 12 uh, in my own studio, you know, recorded vocals from variating from heavy metal to prog to singer songwriter stuff. So, you know, very varied material. And uh, it was really nice to uh, to do this. Plus, I kept, um, you know, my vocal cords uh, uh, in in check because you know when you don't sing you kind of get out of shape and so uh, yeah I kept singing it was cool fun is there anything that you can talk about right now uh, well yeah there's like now now all these songs are kind of coming out releasing and there's a lot of stuff coming out on uh, on Spotify so I'm making I created the Spotify playlist with all these songs that come out uh, and I'll I'll just put them there so you can find them on my pot, Spotify um, uh, page. About a year before the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. you toured the U.S. with mm-hmm. Amorphous. Yeah, and Delane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering, you know, and since you've worked with Amorphous before and you performed with them during that tour. Um, yeah. And I heard that Essa Holopine and the the head honcho in Amorphous is working on a solo album too. Is we gonna hear you on that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but maybe maybe not. No, but I know he's working on uh, on an album, and uh, and uh, he signed actually he signed a deal with his uh, record company for his solo stuff, which is a a great accomplishment, you know, and. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious uh, what's coming out. <laughs> and they're in the studio for a new band album. Oh. I heard so, you know, all oh, good things. Yeah, I love that band so much, man. I've been a fan of yours for since the mid '90s, and one of the greatest things about following your career is that you've covered so much ground. I mean, you did you started off playing metal with The Gathering and then you did weird things with them later on and you're doing straight heavy and acoustic rock on your own stuff and you did metal with Vur and The Gentle Storm. That live orchestral album was wonderful. And you're about to drop an acoustic album that I absolutely love. And, and Thank I you. think that I think that the title of the album says a lot can you tell me about the significance of the album title? yeah well you know in everybody's life there are bound to be challenges and and stuff you have to work on and go through um and i didn't invent this but the fact is that we have to go through a little bit of darkness to get to a light place and to a little bit of inner peace in our world in our lives and I, and the title just says that you know um, it's a variation on every cloud has its silver lining mm-hmm. you know there is a light at the end of of a dark period and um, if you want it to you know we can choose to ignore our problems and to wish it wasn't so and uh, to uh, wave it away uh, but if you go through it and if you work on on the on the stuff you have to deal with in front of you then usually you come out better, wiser person, more peaceful person. So as long, you know, as time goes on, you you get older. You're more conscious of life and of yourself, and 
Um, I think that's, you know, the whole process of growth, you know, as a human being. Yeah. It's, it's really optimistic. The darkest skies are the brightest. And I wonder if the COVID lockdown had anything to do with inspiring that. Uh, in a way, yeah, because I think now globally we are faced with something we cannot change. I mean, it's there and the whole pandemic situation, but also the things that are going on in our society, you know, with the Black Lives Matter, everything is just coming up like a volcano in our world. And, and we have to do something to get out of it, you know, as we can't ignore it, we have to go through it. And what better way than to try to turn this into something positive and something that we can heal from and to something we can do together, as opposed to everybody, you know, choosing a side and then that's that, you know, so, so much, so much disrespect for one another, you know, in, in all of our opinions and so on. So, yeah, I think that's a huge thing we are dealing with. Um, but I think we can if we if we go about it the right way, you know. I mean, I don't know the answer, but I think positivity is one of the ways we can go. One of the things that I love the most about, about the album, and like I suppose that we should mention the title, what's called The Darkest Skies Are the Brightest. One of the things that I love the most about it is that it flows so naturally nothing is out of place everything sounds complete and and on the whole it's very it's very positive and uplifting but it kind of feels like it's yearning for something too can can you tell me why that is yeah i think when we finished the album and recorded the album and uh we were way into the lockdown situation and there was i was doubting as to uh, should I tell people like the story behind the album, right? Because it seemed futile with everything that was going on. Um, whereas the world is on fire. Oh, here's me with, you know, I'm going through stuff in my life. And, and it seemed so silly. But to not say something about it would be silly too. Because then there's this whole album, which people in any way can hear. It's very personal. So why shouldn't I? you know, explain a little bit about it. Uh, but then to answer your question, there was a lot of people who kind of understood where I was coming from, mm -hmm. what I was going through, because in the end, it's super universal. Everybody goes to do the same thing because we're all a human. Mm -hmm. We're all looking for the same things. We're all trying to fix the same things in our lives. Um, and so therefore, I mean, that's the message, you know, is to share that you know, with each other. I think that's important. Can you tell me a little bit about the opening song? Agape? I don't even know how to pronounce agape, I suppose, in, in <laughs> English terms. Um, but it's uh, a word in, I think, Greek, stemming from Greek language, but also used in, in Christian beliefs. And, mm -hmm. and it means the highest form of love. And I can think hours about like what is that the highest form of love and it can be anything love for yourself love for 
your loved one, romantic love, the love for God and the nature, and so on. And I think that's just such a beautiful term. And uh, so this song is about love, and it's about fighting for what you believe in, and it's about going inward, it's about uh, finding wisdom in in that, you know. So for me, it's it's the first song because it's, kind of capturing the whole mood and spirit of the album we don't hear uh, a whole lot of musicians with a background like yours using brass instruments i can think of two (laughs) off the top of my head but here you are doing that on hurricane and and like that song is naturally like for me it feels very tense and that brass really brings that tension out yeah that's true when I was writing Hurricane, I felt immediately there should be something strange on this part, like a solo, but not a guitar solo, not mm-hmm. a key solo, you know, not a drum solo, whatever, but just something that's like super um, out of place, you know, just to get everybody on the edge of their seats when they listen to it for the first time. So I asked somebody to play like the the... Uh, a brass instrument and then also do like these high blowing notes you know mm. like they do in these these heavy forms of jazz or I thought it fits so well you know because it gives so much energy to the song it's like this brass it's also like a lot of mid-range audio coming into your ears is like heavy you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's heavy stuff it's also something that you hear a lot like you mentioned jazz obviously to to me the way that it's played sounds distinctly american and is it yeah yeah it it, it does maybe because of because the inspiration maybe because you have a good ear because i said the inspiration should be these these marching bands that you have Mm -hmm. in the u.s and they have this high blowing notes and and this like this super tense and energy about it so maybe you you hear that and then my mission is hereby accomplished (laughs) (laughs) but like uh, but i was also going to say that like i might be crazy for thinking this but uh but some other songs on the album uh like the soul knows and lo and behold those to me they sound like they could be old-timey blues rock from the american Mm -hmm. south too yeah yeah like these swampy yeah. You know, from the swamps, yeah. I don't know why that came out of me because I'm all but a swampy American. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm super Dutch, and 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 yet there's so many things in my system because I have been to America mm-hmm. uh, and I have tasted your uh, the vibe that there's this going on in in your country and in all like a lot of other countries, so. It's somewhere in my system and the, the, the music I listen to and the people I talk to. Yeah, there's bound to something coming out, you know, mm-hmm. as inspiration. Um, but I was surprised, too, that, like, these groovy things came out of me. And, you know, I listen to American folk and so on. But to, to make it something else. So, yeah, I was kind of took, taken by surprise by myself. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I kind of got the idea that you have a deeper history with uh, with that kind of music, and I'm thinking that mostly because I've seen you play Dolly Parton songs. Yeah, <laughs> and I listen to her music, 
So I guess there you go with the inspiration. But yeah, she's one of my favorite singers in the world, one of my favorite songwriters. And, you know, my cover song of, you know, cover version of Dolly is is a lot of fun. And especially to play to a metal crowd, you know, people in metal are just so open minded because they go for Dolly and uh, and their and her beautiful song. So, yeah, it's also always super fun to um, to to play Dolly song. When you were touring the United States with a gathering in 2006 or seven with your last album for them, um, I remember I remember that I was talking to Renee and we were talking about how it felt uh, covering so much artistic ground, but performing mostly for metal crowds. And you've done even more since you left the gathering. And yet it seems like most of your audience is also mostly metal. Um, can you tell me about how receptive they tend to be? They are totally receptive. I mean, there's obviously in metal alone, there's so many subgenres from prog to, you know, everything else. So a metal has is by nature open-minded. I think the the thing with general metal and prog people is the most important thing is is the music honest? Mm-hmm. Is the music good, well played, well sung? Are you serious about it? Are your lyrics good? then we accept, Mm -hmm. you know, because then it comes across and then it's honest and then it's good energy in it. So people who are fake and think they're going to do this and that to make big bucks or to, you know, not truly honest people, people in metal aren't stupid, you know? So as long as you're honest about it and respectful to the scene and to music in general, then, I think people always give you a chance. And I've been testing my audience. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I've been stretching my audience. And and some people really, truly only like the heavy stuff. And the other way around, some people who only like the soft stuff. And there's a lot of people who who will check out everything I do and then just pick and choose and Mm -hmm. cherry pick whatever they like most. And, And there's a lot of people who'll just, consume everything that you know they they really like you know the atmosphere that i bring and and uh, yeah so for me it's um it's given me so much creative freedom it's it's outstanding yeah uh what about the non-metal people out there uh have you gotten to them yeah you know yeah in in um especially in holland Uh i'm a little bit more uh, frequently on television mm-hmm. and national radio and I do here I do um, some work with uh, the big you know big pop groups or mm-hmm. Dutch language bands or or and I do a lot of uh, theater shows so that's seated and I do like soft stuff mm-hmm. so in Holland it's it's total different thing so I'm 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 no for the the work that I did with the gathering, so I have like a metal following as mm-hmm. well, and I have this like mainstream following 
also and it's oh. um, and then when you go outside of Holland it's a predominantly uh, metal metal and, and alternative crowd yeah that follows me around yeah we keep talking about like all the stylistic ground that you've covered in your career and like lately you did an orchestral album you just uh, put out another acoustic album probably the most naked one that I've heard you know and you've done plenty of metal but you haven't done any metal in a while uh, is Verse still together? Well the fear is actually my project. Okay. So, yeah, it exists because I exist. <laughs> um, it's just on the back burner. So, uh, what I told you about um, wanting to write another Vuur album and it didn't go through. Mm-hmm. As as the, the minute I want to go back to writing something heavy, prog, metal, mm-hmm. in any uh, shape or form, I will go, uh, I will do that under the under the Vuur moniker. Mm-hmm. And um, with whomever, you know, because also the songs in the, on the Vuur album, I, I wrote with different kind of people from the metal, for for instance, Asa yeah. and Mark Holcomb. Um, so if I, if I can go, if I want to go back to something heavy, mm-hmm. um, I will do it under the name Vuur. So it's there, it's just on the back burner. So I'm concentrating on, on the solo acoustic album right now. And then, yeah, but it's still there. Absolutely. Is there ever going to be another Gentle Storm album? Maybe. I um, I, I hope so, because I loved making this album with uh, Arjen. And sometimes we talk about it, and we already have a storyline. Okay. Uh, you know, and Arjen is talking about it, the same couple of, you know, this album, but now they're in space. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's Arjen. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a lot of there's plenty of ideas, but um, obviously the stars have to align. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just released a huge um, uh, Aryan album, and I'm doing this, and so so. But who knows? We, we are very positive uh, towards uh, a second album. Yeah. Cool. Let's uh, l- let's circle back to the darkest skies or the brightest. Um, like. Obviously, touring and performing, you know, in front of crowds isn't really an option right now. Are you going to be streaming an album release or anything like that? Yeah, we're working on something online-ish, to something special to do to accompany the album's release. Um, and, and in the meantime, I'm preparing my set list for the day that I can, uh, that we are set free. And we have the green lights and we can go out travel again. So um, in between then and now, there is there is some space. So I, To be honest, I still have some ideas. I think I'm going to use that, that, that time to write some more music for whenever and, um, and just practice my set and practice the song so I'll be ready to go out when, when, we, are, uh, when we are allowed to. Yeah, um, it's been it's been almost a year since I've been to a concert, and it's starting yeah, to feel pretty weird. Yeah, it is weird, and we need it. We all need it to to listen and to go out and to be with friends and to you know share music. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for making such a wonderful album. I really, really, really love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that was Annika von Gersbergen. Annika's new album is called The Darkest Skies Are the Brightest, and it is released on February 26th, 2021. 
Don't forget to find us at sonicperspectives.com and to subscribe to us on the pod blaster of your choice in order to keep up to date with all our interviews and such. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and the whole deal. We're going to close out with a song that Annika picked out ahead of time. This song is called Hurricane. Day fades, the night grows dark. Deep rain, no sun, it's hard. God let us end the search. We crave to bless, not to
happy birthday to you. What's your name? What's uh, your name? People call me Gonzo. Gonzo. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Gonzo. Happy birthday to you. Oh, my God. You're awesome, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see the ID because I have my... Uh, 